Hi, my name is Maeve Doyle, Artistic Director at Maddox Gallery. This is a series called Creativity in Crisis. Uh, I'm lucky enough today to be here with the artist who was part of Maddox Gallery's Her Story, uh, Molly Brocklehurst. And she is painting in her studio, so you'll hear a little bit of a a more echoey noise than normal because it's live from her studio. You'll be able to see it on Molly's Instagram feed. And she's painting in her studio without a break because we're working on a virtual exhibition, uh, Art for Heroes, for the NHS. And I would like to say, hi, Molly, how are you? Hi there, I'm fine, thank you. I'm very excited to be talking <laughs> Good, good, good. I am... Um, I'm really taken with your work, and I just want to tell people a little bit about you. You have an MFA from Wimbledon College of Art. You have an Honours BA from Leeds. You did a foundation in art and design at Leeds. And you've been working away as a painter for, well, over five, six, seven, eight years. And before that had been awarded a lot of things. So I want to start right from the beginning. Uh, you're a figurative painter. How, how did you get into painting? Is your family artistic? What was your childhood like? Uh, I was born in Sussex. Um, my parents, neither of them are artists. My mom's a teacher and my father is a digital strategist. Uh, the artist in my family was my grandpa. Um, and actually some of my earliest memories are with him in his studio. He had a studio attached to the house um, and he'd sit there painting and I'd be there <laughs> with my sort of, I don't even know if it was an easel, you know, a canvas splashing some paint on it next to him. Um, and it was a lovely memory. And, and then I think I probably asked for my first proper easel when I was eight. And then it kind of continued from there. I had, I think I was probably in my last two years of school when I realized that actually this was something I wanted to take seriously. Um, I had a momentous art teacher uh, who believed in me and uh, made me, well, he made me believe in myself. So um, that was the kind of trigger point, I think, for me. And then obviously, yeah, like you said, I, I went to art school. I've been, had six years at art school. So first... Leeds College of Art, uh, which is now called Leeds Art University, and then Wimbledon. Molly, I I wanted to go back because I you teach now, don't you? Yes, I do. Um, I it's a very strange time, obviously, well, with everything going on. The the school is closed and um, potentially until September. It's all a bit up in the air. Um, and that's that's circumstantial, and we all support that. And it's it's a. I I'm glad you're speaking about it because I want when you talked about this teacher making a big difference to your belief in yourself as an artist. Can you be specific about what that was, and also can you translate it in what teaching means to you? Yeah. So, um, well, in my experience, um, my art teacher. Um, it was a, is a huge part of how I've got to where I am now. Um, so much so that I actually got in touch with him um, a year ago, having not spoken since I left school, so a long time ago. And I just wanted to... Do you want to give him a name? A name mention? Mr. Hudson. Hi, Mr. Hudson. And um, so, yeah, I, I tracked down his 
um, email address because he's actually not working there anymore. And so I had to sort of do a bit of searching um, and I found him and I just wanted to send him an email to say thank you and to sort of update him on where I am right now. And I kind of just wanted him to know that actually a big part of, you know, he's a big part of where I've got to. um, And it's all kind of thanks to him a lot of it anyway. So I wanted to make that clear. Um, but yeah, so I, I'm a teacher and it's uh, it's a very rewarding thing. I um, it, There's something amazing about getting, uh, a, I don't know, helping children with their goals and helping them strive towards where they need to be, need to be in life. And so, yeah, I, I enjoy what I do. One of the things about teaching is a, a fundamental guiding principle of of what I believe the art world's about. You can tell me what you think. It's about uh, connecting with other people and finding a way to understand what someone else's yeah. life or values are. And I think teaching really is a cornerstone to that understanding. Can you comment at all? Yeah, on that? absolutely. Um, it's understanding. It's, it's allowing people to express what they believe and understand, as, as well as um, teaching them what you think and uh, believe. If that makes sense. So it's kind of like a discuss, an important discussion. Um, since we all are connected and we are a society and there is a society of artists and creatives, it's a great discussion and it's a way of opening people up without confronting them. I, I find that art's a great way of opening people up without asking them direct yeah, questions. absolutely. No, I completely agree. Uh, okay, well, we went on about... I went, I went into the teaching thing a little bit further because so many students I know and I work with, have had to pack up their last semester of school and finish it on their own. And I, you know, my heart breaks for them because so much of the creative process is about a conversation with other artists. But one thing I've noticed artists have been doing and art students have been doing is creating a big online presence so they can still have these conversations. Yeah, absolutely. It's- How do you deal with the isolation? I have a feeling that you're quite good with isolation. Um, well, I've kind of taken this, there, there are many things to it. I've for me, the isolation is great because um, I'm having much more time in the studio, obviously, because I'm not teaching. I'm now spending all the time in the studio, which is amazing because um, I'm feeling like I'm sort of getting back up to speed where, I, I don't know, I think I had a, a big a bit of a break in the studio um, because of my teaching. And so now I can actually get back into things that I've been meaning to do for a long time. Um, but I agree, I think the it is quite an isolating um, career being an artist and obviously made more so now what's going on in the world. And so it's important that we all club together, uh, you know, through social media and support each other um, as much as we can in this time um, to make it easier for each other. I think the artists handle isolation quite well because they already know studio time is isolated and, and ways of reaching out are, are meaningful with artists and their dialogue. Uh, so hopefully I'll be looking at you filming this right now and it'll give me a sense of uh, well-being as the social glue that keeps us all together. Your paintings are, are something I really want to talk about because 
since I first noticed your work as part of the Her Story exhibition at Maddox Gallery, I, I think about them every day. And and that means that you and I have a connection, even though we haven't met in person, even yeah. though I, I don't know you, we were probably born in different countries. I feel very uh, at ease with you because your work seems to uh, be about things that I can relate to. And one of the things is this idea of hauntology. And that's a great word. And the word really means that sometimes the energy in the presence of history is with us when we walk the streets of London or we go into a building that someone lived in before. Um, I'll, I'll quickly get this out because I'm not sure where the question is, but in the last 18 months, two years, there's been a rise of uh, an interest in the occult with with artists like Hilma F. Klin, um, all of these sort of acknowledgements in the art world that life is more than consumerism and commercialism and what's on the surface. There's no question in what I've just said, Molly, but I'd love you to speak about your painting. And <laughs> So, yeah, you're right. My, my practice, um, it, it's, uh, hauntology is, is quite a big um, aspect to my practice. And it's a concept that was introduced by, uh, I probably pronounced his name wrong, Jack Derrida. Is it Jacques Derrida? Yeah. And it's, he described it as a nostalgia for our lost futures, which I quite like. So it's, yeah, it's this sort of persistence. Uh, Can you repeat that? A nostalgia for our lost futures? Yeah, yeah. So Beautiful. How appropriate is that? Yeah, no, I love, I love that. Um, it's, it's, but yeah, it's basically this persistence or um, return of elements from the past. And if you think about it, everything really is influenced some in some way by the past, whether it be you know media, entertainment, um, art, and so yeah, ontology kind of evokes this memory and a weird sort of nostalgia. And so in my practice, um, I use a muted palette and um, varying layers of visibility. Um, it creates these uh, sort of ghostly paintings, some might say. Um, and it sort of well, it sort of emphasizes this ontological aspect of my practice um, because I some of my figures appear like shadows or um, sort of more ghostly than others. Um, it's the same with repetition. I use um, I often repeat figures um, on and on in certain canvases, and this again plays on this idea of like the past repeating itself, which is all, all you know the ontological aspect as well. Well, and what part of the past are you thinking of specifically? There's a few questions in there I'd want to ask you. I love what you just said. And I'm looking at your picture, Salem Walk. It's a diptych that's been hanging at Maddox Gallery in Mayfair. And I, I, the composition is, is very daring. There's a little girl in the left-hand side walking out of the canvas. Uh, and I need to know what nostalgia, what influences, what, what you're looking for in this ceremony this ritual that's happening outside it's a such a strong painting it's the one that plays on my mind the most so the painting is inspired by um these photographs i, fi I find all my photographs from antique shops and flea markets around england and um they it, it's from 
a melee. Um, and so it kind of, a lot of people say to me, oh, is it a wedding, like a child wedding? Or, you know, it's kind of a strange, potentially sinister um, aspect to it. But it's from May Day and um, it's something that used to happen a lot, you know, like an old ritual that used to go on and, and it doesn't really happen anymore. That's kind of what I'm interested in. And tell me about your palette. Your palette is limited to how many colors? Yeah, it's, um, I, as you can see, I don't really use bright colors because it's all derived from these past moments. And so I want to get that across. And I think that by using um, this limited palette, it uh, emphasizes that aspect. It emphasizes it in the way that it looks like an old negative from photography. And your painting style has that idea of that, that sort of not idea, that feeling of a look of the past. I, I feel like I'm holding a negative up to the light to see what a brownie camera or something took yeah. years ago. No, I like that. Um, I'm careful with the, you know, the colors I, I select and, um, I will only use a certain amount of colors per canvas, you know, just to keep it, yes, simplistic color palette, I think. But really strong in that, it, uh, correct me if I'm wrong, it also looks like you're working with complementary colors as well. I see, a, a, I know you said gray, but it's a gray-blue, yeah. and I know it's muted, but it's a muted orange. So there's a almost a neon effect coming through. There's so many contradicting elements in your painting that I can't stop looking at it to find out yeah. how it can be all those things at once that that don't conclude but challenge you to go what is she doing here with figurative painting yeah um well I, I'm always challenging it's 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 always um it's always a challenging process you know just trying to figure out um what works and, and what doesn't work and um what I'm what works with the message that I'm trying to get across. And on that note, the message, um, we are now dealing with things that have happened in the past. Uh, our life at the moment during COVID-19 isolation is about almost a price we have to pay for problems that have been created before us. So what problems are you talking about? Are you talking about them? I mean, how is your work a comment on our situation today? Well, I think, so obviously I'm thinking uh, subjects from the past and at the moment it's these <clears throat> ritualistic events um, and things that don't really happen anymore. Um, and so I'm sort of bringing a sense of this loss that my work seems to be about, but bringing it, turning it also into this sense of um, rebirth. So it's kind of giving these moments um and occasions from the past another chance. Um, I'm not quite sure if I'm answering your question correctly, but you are. I mean, I'm trying not to interrupt, which I'm prone to do anyway, with enthusiasm, because what's being what's being challenged at the moment is our right to gather and our right to celebrate collectively yeah. and have festivals. And your paintings just bring tears to my eyes because it feels like we're wondering whether we'll get the chance to do these things again yeah absolutely and um yeah no, I'm glad you picked up on that because it's it is a sense of community that I want to come across in the work um and yeah it's obviously it's very prominent now because we are all stuck at home and um so there's no sense of community outdoors anyway I think 
I think even before all this happened, um, there was, I felt like there was a loss of sense of community. You know, nowadays it's all, everything's electronic and we're all stuck to our phones and, and things. And so we, it's, it's very different to how it was. And that's what I was interested in, I guess. I guess I've kept you away from your studio practice for long enough. I want to uh, just thank you for making the time for this and uh, wonder if you check in with us again when you're when you're ready to launch uh, the art for heroes and the nhs incentive that we're working on with maddox absolutely thank you so much for having me um tell people where they can follow your work and and look at your work so i'm obviously molly brocklehurst and you can find me on instagram it's molly brocklehurst art brocklehurst is spelled b-r-o-c-k l-e H-U-R-S-T, and then it's Brocklehurst Art. Spend some time looking at Molly's work. She will be someone you'll hear a lot from in the future, and I know know that great work is going to come out of this time for you, Molly. Thank you for being part of this series, the COVID-19 Creativity and Crisis series. Thank you so much for having me. You've been listening to A Private View with me, Maeve Doyle. Thank you for listening. See you next time. Bye for now.